We start a brand new series from now to Eastern. It's always the hashtag Jesus. We're doing this every year with the whole entire movement. This is always a very cool thing because we prepared the messages, the slides, everything together. And for the next weeks, uh, we want to go to the story of the Pesach festival. The Pesach festival was every year for the Jewish people. They celebrated the Pesach with the blood and with the meal and everything. It was a remembrance that one day the Messiah will come and the blood will be strong enough to redeem us from all our sins, from everything. Pesach is a big, big key. Now you have to understand when we speak about the Pesach, about all the houses when they celebrated the parties, it was invented by God in the Ten Plages. The Ten Plages in the Old Testament, uh, the people of God, they have been slaves for 430 years and they were asking, crying out for God for help. Help us, redeem us and save us. And after the Ninth Plage, they hold the Pesach festival and this was the moment when they were running out from Egypt. You have to just to know this a little bit to understand where has the Pesach was invented and what was the setting that Jesus Christ has redeemed the people of God out of slavery and out of sins. That means in the nine places they faced also some viruses some famine in the land and the people of God were in the middle of the virus, of the famine and of everything. And before I go into the, to the Pesach, I just want to stop here for a moment because they faced all different challenges. What about the coronavirus? How do you handle that as a small group or as a family? The word corona means crown. And I think it's not a smart idea to give a sickness, a virus, a crown, a title. Because the crown only belongs to our God Almighty, right? That's why when we speak about the sickness, it's a tragic thing. But the crown not belongs to a virus, belongs always to God Almighty. A lot of people, we, we are in, in a panic modus, in a panic modus. That means the whole economy is in a panic. Uh, people start to isolate, is isolate themselves from each other, right? We don't hug it anymore. We don't kiss anymore. We are alone at the economy. Everything goes crazy. And think for a moment as Christians. Isolation, destruction, everything's our attitude from the devil. He came to destroy, to rob and steal. And what is our position as a church, as a Christians in that coronavirus? And I want to speak for a little bit about that because the people of God faced the same challenge before in Pesach was invented by the ten plagues. Here's the Bible verse in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love and self control. Here are four words. Please write it down. It's very important how to confront the coronavirus. Point number one, God has not given us the spirit of fear. How can I handle or live in a coronavirus? I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have fear. I have wrote down the word, I have respect I think we should be have always about anything respect. When I go skiing and I'm going very fast, I'm not afraid, but I always have respect. Have respect about anything you do in your life. Don't take anything for granted. Even though if you have a strong marriage, don't take the strong marriage for granted. Have always respect that everything can happen anytime. 
Have respect, but not fear. Point number two, power. I'm not strong in that season, but God is strong and God is able. This is a very important statement for us as a church. Point number two, love. I think because the whole world is in a shock right now, right? I came from Asia. It's under a shock. And I think what will happen because people are under shock, they are afraid of dying. Do you know that one day you will die anyhow? We don't like, nobody speaks about the topic of death anymore because we want to be forever young, fresh, and always cash. But we don't speak about that anymore, right? The Bible speaks so much about that. That means that could be a situation where your neighbor who has never been open to Christ all of a sudden because of the coronavirus, he's in panic, he's open for Christ. And I pray that this virus will God use for revival, for reformation, that the church will be bigger from now in three months than before. When 9-11 happened in America, big strategy. The world was in panic. The stock market, everything. Do you know that one month later, all the churches in America, they grew crazy and stayed in that number. The crisis was actually a big help for the growth for the church. That's why in love means I pray that God uses this virus that people turn back to Christ. The fourth word here is the word... Um, Self-control. Self-control is for me a very important meaning. Actually, in Psalm 90, verse 12, it's an amazing Bible verse. So teach us. Here's the word. So teach us to the number our days that we may get us on our hearts of wisdom. If we know our time here on earth is set by God, we will go back to heaven. That means we live totally different. And I think right now God is shaking the whole world who's doing party, drugs, and everything. We are strong. We don't need God anymore. God says, okay, I send you a virus, an appetizer. And I look in down and say, oh my gosh, are you are panic. You know why we are in panic? Because Christ is not my solution, it's not my foundation, it's not my main thing. And this is a very important Bible verse, how can I handle, I'm not afraid, I respect, but I pray that God uses this virus that people turn back to Christ. Otherwise, the devil gets the glory, or God gets the glory, choose. And we as a church, we give God the glory, we don't give the devil the glory, right? Can I hear strong, solid, international, amen? This is very important. Come on. Why I'm telling you this story? Because the people of God before Pesach was invented. The ten plagues, they faced the same tragic virus and famine, everything what we experience right now as well. And now in that setting of the Pesach, there were a party in Jerusalem, Jesus comes on the plan. John chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. The next day the great crowd had come for the festival, that means the Pesach, heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out and met him, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. A very famous uh, song from ICF Zurich. <laughs> I will be happy if we will wrote that song. Blessed is the who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. When we read a Bible text like this, 
we have to understand the background, the setting, that then all of a sudden the, the story makes much more sense. And here is the setting, the word Hosanna in the Greek and Hebrew language has a double meaning. The meaning of Hosanna means in Greek and Hebrew, cry for help, save us. For 430 years, the people of God were crying out, God save us from the Pharaoh, God save us from the Egypt people, God save us from the Roman Empire, God save us. It was a shout, a cry, God save us. And the second meaning was, we shout of joy. We are so glad and happy that we know you are a king and you are able and you can do everything and anything. That means Hosanna has a double meaning. What is the meaning of Hosanna, the double meaning in terms of the Pesach? I want to help you to give you an understanding what the people of God went through and I think we can relate very, very good with the same, same story. The point number one, Hosanna, you hear my cries for help and please, God, save me. Do you going to a season or a situation in your life where you really need help? Where you where you asking God for many many years for a breakthrough? When you seeking the Lord for revival or your whole family is not following Jesus Christ and you 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 are struggling because you prayed many many years and you can see nothing from the outside. I think everyone has an area where we cry out for God, please stop, please move, see here, recognize what they're going through. And Hosanna means, God, you see, you hear, you can feel. And in the ninth plague in Egypt, before the Pesach festival was invented, starts a whole story where Hosanna gives a total new meaning. Exodus chapter 10, verse 22 and 23. So Moses stretched out his hand towards the sky, and total darkness covered all Egypt, for three days. No one could see one else or move out for three days. They could not move out. With the virus, we have the same issue. Yet at all, Israel had light in the places where they lived. The Pesach meal starts with a message. Even though if you're surrounded by enemies, surrounded with struggles or issues, the darkness means certain things in your life, it's not okay, it's not redeemed, you're not happy about it. But if you are following Jesus Christ, the only houses in Egypt where has been light were by the people of God. Think for a moment. Even the world, the Egypt people could see, they have light. And in our home, it's dark. It's a message for the people of God. God has seen, God has heard our cry. And the peace of God is stronger than any circumstances. I want to ask you a question. When they had light, has the outside situation changed? They were still slaves. From the outside, nothing has changed, right? Right now, maybe some people, you're going to some challenges, some obstacles. You're struggling in some areas. You're not doing so strong and vibrant and anointed as you wish. The outside in your life looks like dark. 
There's no change, no miracle took place. You're struggling, you're fighting. But there is peace. A church has a message. Even though if the outside is crazy, the world goes nuts, I have peace with God. You know, the thing is, we would say, hey, people of God, relax. We know the whole story. Then comes the pledge number two. Hey, relax, 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 people of God. In the pledge number two, then you will walk out of Egypt and you're going to the promised land. We know the whole story. But here's the thing. If you are in the day, in the pledge number nine, you have no clue about the pledge number 10. You don't know the next chapter. The only thing what you know right now is Jesus Christ is my peace. He is my anchor. He is my joy. He fights for me and with me. And God knows what he's doing. My life is in the hand of God Almighty. And I have peace and light because Christ is in me. How, how can this be possible? Some people, they're going to really rough seasons. They are get from the doctor report they will die. And we pray as a church. And nothing happened. And they say to us, hey, it's fine. I'm ready to go home. How can it be that you know you die, but you still have an inside peace, an inner peace? And that's the powerful thing of Jesus Christ. Even if your life is not going the direction you want, God doesn't answer all the prayer exactly you desire. But there is still light. There is still peace and the peace of God is stronger than anything else. Jesus in the parable of the wine says to the disciples five times the same thing. Hey guys, remain in me and I will remain in you. Next day, remain in me as I remain in you. Jesus, you told that already. Jesus, for the third time, is saying, remain in me as I remain in you. Jesus, you said this already three times. Jesus is saying, remain in me as I remain in you. Then Jesus is saying for the fifth time, hey, remain in me as I remain in you. And you will bear fruit. Have you ever wondered why Jesus was saying the same thing five times and again and again and again and again? It's very simple. I have two boys and a wife. If I repeat something twice, there are two challenges. Either they don't like to hear what I ask them to do. Point number two, they are flipping stupid. Cannot be because they're my boys. Just saying, if Jesus is saying five times to his disciples the same thing, Jesus is saying, are you stupid or not? That means we have the tendency when life not going the direction we want, we decide, we plan, we dream, we have a calling, an anointing, we walk out into the darkness away from Christ. Remain in me means, God, you my anchor, my peace, my joy. You have my life in your hands. And I know the timing is always the kairos. The kairos means the moment where God says, now it's time for a revival. Now it's time for a breakthrough. And now it's time for a miracle. Don't ever walk out from the presence 
of God. Before a breakthrough happens, you position yourself in an inner peace that Jesus Christ is the joy in my life and not the circumstances. They could be sometimes be really ugly, but I stay and I remind. Hosanna means I cry out to God, but even though if I'm a slave, I am happy, I am glad, I know you are my peace and my inner anchor. Hosanna, you hear my cry. Point number two. Hosanna means also my joy. Hosanna means also I'm so happy and joyful that God is God. Hey, we have often, I think in our times, we have a feel me good gospel. We preach about feel me good pastor. Just preach about pastor. The light will be all over my life and everything is gone. It's not the case. The people of God, there's a message. Even though in, the, in my mass season, God is stronger and I shout and scream to my God because my God is able. My God is a God of promotion. My God is a God of a breakthrough. The same God is with me on the mountain tip. It's also in my darkest valley. Do you know that? The same God is with me in my, the mountain tips. It's also the same God who is in my valley. God hasn't changed. God is always with me. And Hosanna means, God, either you save me, and if you don't save me, I'm still happy and glad, and I'm so happy because you are my God. You are my Savior. The same God who is with me in the mountaintops, my biggest success, it's the same God who is with me in my deepest valley when nothing goes according my heart and my desires. I want to tell you a story to make the message very practical. Sometimes we have some issues. Is there anyone you have some issues in your life or I'm the only one? I, I have some issues in my life, really. And I really need reformation and I really need a miracle. Uh, after when we when we planted our church, after five years we were doing the church, we grew to 1,000 members or 1,000 church attendants. We were the fastest growing church in Switzerland, Switzerland actually, and we had no clue why our church is growing so crazy. But we just grew and grew and grew and grew. And after five years, I faced a wall. I had a burnout. I, I, I get up one 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 morning. I walked to the coffee machine, only 10 meters. I started to sweat, walked back to my bed, and I slept for three days and night. I could not get up anymore. I went to the doctor, and they did a lot of tests and blood tests and everything. And he said to me, uh, it's very simple, you have a burnout. I said, yeah, no problem, doctor. Then give me a medicine, give me a pill. He said, there is no such thing as a pill for a burnout. I said, what do you mean? What are you talking? You're a doctor. I said, sorry. He said to me, I want to say something to you. And he said to me, I know you don't like what I say to you. The same amount of time and energy it took step by step that you fall into a burnout, that you recover, it's 10 times longer. And I said, I don't receive it. But he was right. 10, it took me 10 years. After 10 years, I said to my wife, now I am back. Why am I telling you this story? Here I have had an issue in my life where God was saying, I put my finger on you because my issue was I love control. I love when everything goes according my desires. When everything goes according Leo Bigger's plan, 
Do you know that God's plan is bigger than Leo Bigger's plan? Do you know that God's plan is bigger than your plans? God has said, I have a problem. I want to do revival, but I have a problem. Leo Bigger is in the way. And God put me into a, 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 a burnout, not because he hates me, because God said, I push a little bit pressure on you that you really fight and go to a breakthrough that certain things, certain issues in you, you address it and you pray and you fast and you go to counseling and leadership and you take it out. My problem was everything has to be perfect. We moved into a brand new apartment. And our ceiling and our walls are bright, white, so white, so white, so... Have you ever moved into a brand new building? So beautiful. It's brand new. And my wife, my kids, I don't know why, always the touching, always the, the doors and the ceiling and everything. And every day there's a new scratch. And said, who was it? My wife, me. I said, can you not walk like this? And I hate it. And God learned me. To the last 10, to the 10 years of going to a, a, a burnout, to playing golf. Playing golf is not for old people, it's for people that have a problem. And I have a problem. Playing golf, listen to me, has nothing to do with your power, your strength. Golf has to do with a swing. You swing, and then the ball flies like Tiger Woods. And every time when I hit the ball, still today, I say, it's not to might, not to your power, Leo Baker. It's to the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not about you, Leo. It's about Jesus. Every time when I, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Oh, my gosh, the ball is in the water. <laughs> oh, Holy Spirit, you're in the out. Um, it took me 10 years. Why I'm telling this story? I cried out, Hosanna, God redeem me, set me free. The only thing what I had was the inner peace. God knows what he's doing. And after 10 years, I, I was much more able to lead the church with more teams, with more people, with more varieties. And if you want to do church planting, not one church planting goes according to the plan I have in my mind. You release people and you let people go and they're doing certain things differently than I do. And I, my problem was myself. I had an issue in me. And so many times as a church, we pray, God, heal me. God, save me. God, redeem me. God says, yes, I can. It's not a big deal. I am God. I'm not stupid. But sometimes God is saying, I go with you, hand in hand, to your storm. It's like an eagle, you know. And now after I learned to let the Holy Spirit move more, you know what happens? We had 1,000 people and I felt it's a pretty big church. But years later, and here's the number of our movement. And check this out. This is pretty amazing. We planted 61 churches. In two weeks, we planted the next church in books. And then in Kiev, in, in, in Ukraine, 26 startups in, in 12 countries. Think about 1,000 churches I could do by myself. But the movement has nothing to do with Leo Bigger. Do you understand? Sometimes you're going to a season and you wish and you long that the healing goes faster. But God is saying, I work on your heart step by step until you are in a position where I can do much more than before. That's why Hosanna means, Hosanna means two things for the people of God. Even though if we are not set free as slaves, the light is still here. We're not running away. We're not walking away. And even though I pray to you, because I have a God who is able, 
God is able. That's not the problem. He can do everything. But some people, when they're coming up to me and say, can you pray for me? I say, for what? I need an importation. For what? I want to have a quick fix, boom, shakala, healing miracle with my issues. I said, wow. It took me 10 years. And the problem was not the burnout. Not a, wasn't, was a, a hard issue in me. It took me 10 years to learn. Ooh, Holy Spirit. I want to close. Because people, they went crazy when they start to scream, Jesus, the Messiah. In verse 40, they said to Jesus, he replied, if they keep quiet, if they're not screaming and shouting, Hosanna. If they will not scream and shout, Hosanna. If Isaiah Zurich is not screaming, Hosanna. If our small groups are not crying, Hosanna. If our worship team is not crying, Hosanna. <laughs> then Jesus is saying, I have good news. Then the stones will sing Hosanna. Have you ever thought about why is Jesus saying, then stones will praise me? Jesus is saying, hey, I don't have a problem. If the, church of, of, if the church is not singing Hosanna, help me, redeem me, then the stones will praise me. And I think we are better than stones. We can do better than stones, right? And I don't want to give any stones in Switzerland and any stones in America, any stones in Australia the possibility to praise and worship my Jesus. That means we face sometimes a season and that's how Pesach starts before they bring the lamb into the house. It starts with the message. It was dark around our lives. We were still slaves. For 430 years, but we sing Hosanna. You can redeem us. You are our God. You are able. You can do it. And we will not walk away. We believe in you. You are more than able. That's Hosanna. Do you have a Hosanna right now in your heart? Where you praise Him. You know God is able. You can do it. Even though if the virus is so strong, my God is stronger, Hosanna. Even if I go into a season where the money economy is going crazy, God is still my provider, Hosanna. We have some people, they lost the last week two million. Two million. If you're an employee, you say, I have a salary. If you're a boss, <laughs> you're in another situation. You know what I said to them? God is still your provider. Even though if it's surrounded by a situation where it's crazy, we have to trust anyhow that God is our provider. Anyhow, in good season, mountain tip, but even though in the valley, God has not changed to be the provider. Always. 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 Let's close our eyes for a moment. And I would love to sing a little bit later the song Hosanna. But what, what, we, what we do as a church is always, we want to give the people just the opportunity. If you're here maybe for the very first time or you have never given your life to Jesus Christ or you feel to the virus, so much fear is in you or you feel like I'm a backslidden Christian, I drifted or along my journey, I lost the peace because you're waiting for so many years for a miracle. And I want to give you the opportunity right now to say yes to Jesus Christ. I believe in the power to give you the opportunity to say yes to Christ, to give a response. If this is you, 
I will count in a minute on three. I want to make it as simple as possible. If this is you, then just lift your hands when I count on three to give God a sign. The sign is not for me. It's for more for you as a statement, God, here I am, I surrender. Everything what I have, what I own, I want to follow you because you are my God. When all the eyes are closed, if you sense right now, I want to make a first commitment or a recommitment. I lost really my connection, my inner peace, and you feel right now I want to surrender my life completely. Then when I count on three, then when all the eyes are closed, then please lift your hands as a sign to God, here I am, I surrender. In one, two, three. anyone else here thank you so many so many hands thank you thank you Thanks. just take your hands down and let's pray together as a church the salvation prayer I want to pray one sentence and wherever you see it just repeat it say dear Jesus thank you for my unique life Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Please lead me and guide me. Be the God who protects me. I am yours forever. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, we are forgiven. We belong to the family of God. Hey, church, let's give those people right now a big shot of applause. This is always a big, a big, 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 big step. So would you stand with me? When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the people of God shout, Hosanna! And right now, wherever you are, I want to lead you. In which area you need a miracle? In which area you need a breakthrough? In which area you need a transformation? Power from Jesus Christ. Wherever you stand right now, church, I want to ask you right now, in the presence of Jesus, in the worship moment, ask Jesus with your Hosanna. Save me. Save my family. Save me from that sickness. Save me from the spirit of depression. Save me from poverty. Save me from being envy and jealous what other people have. Heal me from the spirit of inferiority. Heal me to being pride. Whatever your issue is, church, ask Jesus right now, you king, in your Hosanna, save me. Save me.